Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. First time in a long time, but it seems like just yesterday when we were side by side. Beast mode, no one's blocking our way. <laughs> These other guys tried it, but them man ain't got the skills of Braden and Davy, brazen and raging, bringing you the thrills and spills. Right here in full gear, about to blow up like TDT. Us man are too sweet, Brady, DVP, the BD elite. Right here in full gear, about to blow up like TNT. Us man are too sweet, Brady, DVP, the BD elite. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for BD Elite. You found us on whatever podcast app you're listening to us on. Or twitch.tv slash upnextpodcast and youtube.com slash upnext. Hello, Twitch and YouTube room. How are we doing? Yeah. Hey, maybe you're a podcast listener. You're in your car or on a nice walk. Podcast listeners are very nice. Give us a nice little review. Or maybe you're watching us on your mobile device, on your, your laptop, your computer. Maybe you're at home watching us. Maybe you like the video versions. They're maybe you've got us on the big, like, 60-inch 8K TV. Yeah. Who knows? Or maybe, I, I'm always weirded out when someone sends a picture yeah. and they're like, oh, I'm watching you. And it's like, geez. It's like, oh. If you only knew, I'm not wearing pants. Yeah. <laughs> if you only knew. Oh, they know. They know. <laughs> uh, or maybe you're like our friend uh, Dickie Bird, who is sitting on our couch again. And instead, he has headphones on watching John and Wade. Yeah. I'm awake this time. He's, He's awake, awake this though. He's, He's awake trying to stay awake. Yeah. He listened through the whole show last night trying to find mm. the snores of himself, but. Uh, I edited them out. Well, I just got a no- notification that they just got went live. So we beat them by like Whoa! a minute today. So yeah. check us out. Yeah, like, wow, yeah. we're beating them. We're getting good at this. Yeah. Uh, well, welcome. Uh, yeah, we are Braden and Davey. We're, we're normally your NXT friends. Friends. We talked about NXT last night. It was kind of a, a dud episode because it was taped and there was some stuff that's progressing. And uh, there's a pay-per-view coming up for Halloween Havoc. So we'll be, ch- we'll be definitely doing a show on that down the road. Uh, but uh, we're here to talk about some dynamite, the other side of some We wrestling. are, a bit of AEW, some AEW news, a bit about the show. 
yeah. yeah. I feel like there's a. Uh, I'm trying to think of like you know beyond the whole CM Punk uh, elite stuff. Uh, what else has been going on, really? In- uh, WH celebrated a birthday today. Happy birthday, Happy birthday. WH Park. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hung out with 65 years. You wouldn't believe it, would you? Looking he looks pretty good. He looks good. He looks good yeah. for his age, actually. Yeah. Um, uh, he should stop eating nachos, though. It's going to, like, slow him down. Yeah, I don't know about his diet. I see... We see daily what he eats, so... Yeah. I don't know how he's maintaining it. Shout out, WH Park. Shout out, WH. Uh, we have a few birthdays this week. I believe it's our executive producer and host of Shot in the Dark, John Ceno's birthday it this week. It is indeed. And it's Dickie Bird's and birthday. And new Shot in the Dark drop just today, so check that out on this very feed. 15 minutes or less, Ceno takes you through everything you may have missed in wrestling in the last week. Yeah, uh, and I'll get the plugs right out the way. We have uh, some great stuff coming out on our Patreon, especially if you haven't given us a shot yet on the Patreon. Hey, Five bucks a month, North American tier, October 1st. Sign up. You get the whole month of all the shows coming up, and you get access to everything in that back catalog. And we have uh, another Was Next coming out, a retro NXT review, chatting about AEW's latest signee, Paige. Yes. <laughs> back in 2013, yep. NXT. Talking a bit about Paige. Uh, November 6th, 2013, I believe we were talking about. Uh, Main event by Cassius Ono versus Luke Harper. Yeah, Brody Lee. Mm. Uh, shout out. Uh, and then it's spooky season. So we have some spooky stuff planned for you guys. We are going to be doing a throwback Halloween Havoc 1997 review later this month in October. But I don't know if you've ever heard any time I've talked about spooky season on a podcast before. But there's a few spooky season movies that I watch year by year by year. And one of them is quite possibly one of my favorite movies ever. And this week, actually in two days... Disney Plus is releasing a sequel of Hocus Pocus. So we, we I don't know if it's laziness or just the sheer fact that we we're going to watch it anyways. We might as well just like, do, it. do it. So we just recorded a review today. That'll be out this weekend covering Hocus Pocus, the original 1993 movie. Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, the other one. And... Next week, we're going to be chatting all about Hocus Pocus 2, which I'm very excited that will be on Disney+. Plus. So we'll love your feedback for that. Yeah, this is fun. It's a good way to kind of break into spooky season before we get all serious with some more more sinister uh, spooky things. uh, Like we're we're going to be talking about the original The Omen. Yeah. uh, One of the, the like, yeah, first, like, demon child uh, films. One of my favorites. Really looking forward to that one. Uh, but yeah, easing in with some some lighthearted Disney horror with with Hocus Pocus and uh, lots of scary movies uh, coming out there on the schedule, and then another best match ever where we're going to be joined by Karen Peterson, uh, mm-hmm. which I'm super excited. We never really got the chance to really talk or do a show with her quite yet, so we're super excited about yeah. that. And she's hot off her column that I saw that New Japan posted today. I know, that's pretty awesome. So shout out, Karen. Uh, We love the post-wrestling community and we can't wait to do a show. I think we're doing a Facebook poll, but I'm going to tell our up-nexts to sway the poll heavily because I want to do a best match ever, Io Shirai. Oh, I want to do a best match ever, Kairi Zane. The people will speak and the people will choose and then we'll tell Karen. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and we need to cheer Karen up a bit because she's just had to cancel her trip to London due to the the awful weather going on right now, the hurricane. Yeah, I hope everyone's all right. Wherever you are listening, hey, we're here to entertain you. Bunch of storms right now, obviously like down in like Florida and stuff, but also uh, like... I hear Halifax. Halifax, like Cape Breton, all that area. Really bad. 
bad right now. Yeah, I hope everyone's all right there. Be- so stay safe, guys. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so go check out all those podcasts. The first of the month is a great time to check us out. If you haven't already, give us a shot. It's five bucks. That's the cost of a coffee. Not even. Yeah. So go check out hundreds of podcasts at your fingertips. But one huge plug we need to do. We just got announced right minutes ago, just before we went on air, yeah. that the main, well, one of the main events for uh, AEW Dynamite in Toronto on October 12th will be Chris Jericho defending his ROH title against brian danielson but i say one of the main events because we know what the real main event of that day is is the aw dynamite post party at sneaky d's on college street in toronto it's gonna be wild it's gonna be wrestling themed drinks it's gonna be wrestling fans it's gonna be wrestling prizes and maybe the uh the uh, the the main event the the big the big one it's wrestling karaoke yeah, we're gonna. People are gonna definitely start putting dibs in for Judas, and I think we'll do a whole group sing along. I think Judas probably. has to be a group sing along. See Edge being a popular. Get theme. some Metalingus in there. Maven's theme. Oh yeah, yeah. Even song wrestling themes that don't have lyrics, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll we'll <laughs> we'll just sing along to the track, guys. Like it, it'll be yeah. fun. I practiced this week. I did Wild Thing and I did My Way, Limp Biscuit, in an empty karaoke bar the other day with our boy Tom. Because nice. we were like, no one's here. Let's just practice some some wrestling themes and. It was pretty good. No cover needed for this. No tickets. Uh, we'll be kicking off probably around 11 p.m. Just make your way over uh, after the arena. Really, there's there's not a whole lot going on. Uh, like We're, we're yeah. two Torontonians here. Uh, if you're making the trip, there's not a great deal going on in that area. Yeah. College Street's where, it, where it's at. Sneaky D's is definitely where it's at. So come and party with us. Tell your friends. Bring everyone along. It's a, it's a big space. We want to... We want to party in, yeah. in style. Yeah, especially for any Toronto fans or visiting for that show. I mean, it's a it's a like ten minute Uber or cab ride and like fifteen minutes up Bathurst on the streetcar, which is right near the venue anyway. Yeah. So Sneaky D's iconic Toronto location, and we're super stoked to. It'll be this. open till two, so you got plenty of time. Yeah, there will be drinking till two. We'll be partying, and we'll find the afters hours. Right? Oh yeah, so, you know we'll be all right. So come hang out with us. Follow our socials for all the details. But yeah, we want to hang out with you guys afterwards after party for Dynamite. Mm. at Sneaky D's in Toronto on October the 12th. So can't wait. And hey, if you're a wrestler listening, come, come, come hang out. Come yeah. hang out and sing some karaoke. It's going to be a yeah. celebration of wrestling. Yeah. yeah. I want I want a private party to show up. Yeah. I want them. We'll have a private party with private party. I I, I think we, they, we should, like, bounce, security should just be like, nah. Sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Not let them in? Sorry, guys. Yeah. Too many shots. <laughs> too many <laughs> shots. Shot. Yeah, too I want to do shots at private party. Uh, yeah, we're super excited about this. So uh, look for look for that in the near future, especially if you're planning on coming to our neck of the woods mm. in Toronto. So we're super excited about that. Uh, I think that's pretty much all the plug. I don't know what else we got to plug. Too uh, many plugs. I think that's all the plugs. We'll we'll yeah. have more more news coming up about kind of pre dynamite. Yeah, uh, uh, we're going to be hanging around the city. I mean, for anyone going to the dynamite and rampage, that's two different days, and mm. we're going to be we live not far from the venue. So. Uh, any listeners who are hanging around town that time, uh, be sure to let us know because we're looking to hang out and have some fun. Absolutely. For sure. It's Rampage, baby. It is Rampage. Uh, so uh, AEW Dynamite, kind of before we jump into that, I, I followed a few news stories this week that I think a lot of wrestling fans are following. And that's the the tale of Mr. Black, uh, Malachi Black, who yeah. who is... The, the internet tells me he's gone. He's jumping ship. He's taking a break. Mm. Mental health, all this, maybe, possibly... And then now he's saying, no, 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 I'm just taking a break. I'm coming back to AEW. I'm just, I need a, I need a break for myself. Yeah. Which is totally so reports of, um, Buddy Matthews. Yeah. Um, 
potentially asking for his release, which has also been denied. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that, so, so they're saying that this is all like, we didn't ask for our release. We're just right. chilling, mm-hmm. taking a break. Malachi Black has said it on one of his lives that he's like, no, that's that's all BS. I'm, I'm here. Okay. I'm coming back. Like, I'm just chilling right. right now. So that's that's pretty cool. Which would explain why they've not kind of dropped the House of Black stuff. Right. Like, they're still Brody and Buddy, as of last week, were still yeah. billed as the House of Black with Julia Hart. Um, but yeah, it, it is interesting. You can, you can certainly um, sort of buy the rumors and maybe if things have changed since... Since I, I kind of believe maybe they they did want out, um, but if they're saying they're not, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. It, it feels like AEW definitely need to tighten up what's going on backstage because there's a. It seems people are maybe a bit unhappy right now. There, obviously, there's the whole punk situation which sure. blew up. You had yeah. the Eddie and Sammy thing before, but yeah, you've got you've had vague tweets from uh, like the likes of Miro. You had. Andrade. FTR, uh, like Dax the other day, retweeting something where someone put out that FTR have had more shirts and matches on TV. Stuff like that. It is it is odd. And I definitely think one of my criticisms of tonight's show is the the outside talent keep using. Like both Juice and Bandido. Don't get me wrong. I love the main event. But you're using Juice Robinson in a match. You're using Bandido in a match when you've got your likes of... <laughs> Miro, who hasn't had a match on TV in three months. Andrade. Who's perfectly healthy. Andrade, who just walks around backstage. FTR, who were the hottest thing just just like two months ago yeah. and seemed completely dropped. It, it seems maybe what? Tony just is afraid of having guys lose, so he yeah. just has them sit in catering. It's, it's really bizarre, and it's starting to... This isn't the pandemic anymore. We don't need to give uh, other wrestlers jobs as a as charity because nothing else is going on. We're out of that. Yeah. Like we've got a roster. We've got a big roster of fucking talented people. Why are we bringing in CJ Parker? Shout out the Moonchild commune. Yeah. Real, if you know, you know the Moonchild. Uh, yeah, I, I do kind of agree with that, especially with a lot of the news where wrestling fans seem to be interested on all the, like the backstage drama where the wrestlers don't seem unhappy. Specifically, a lot of fans will like speculate, well, it's the WWE people who jumped over now are like, ooh, do I want to jump back? And it's like, is some of that is some of that valid? Is some of that real? Where now, you know, like Malachi well, we Black... We know there were like yeah. feelers gone out. We know sure, about the yeah. contact, contract tampering that was happening. So then like, stuff. yeah, but then you have people like, uh, like, like Bobby Fish, mm. <laughs> who I also want to talk about. Because Bobby Fish... It seems like the whole the whole world was saying Bobby Fish was was pissed off at CM Punk and he said some remarks and then he was like let go for, he was he was gone from AEW before CM Punk uh presser he was already out the door because he had some choice words for CM Punk and that seemed to be I the th- reason I assume because yeah. it, it would have been a year ago that he he started there yeah. right yeah. so I assume that kind of it was a year contract which they've just not I don't think he was released. Yes, exactly. It was just his his year expired, and they weren't gonna. So <laughs> especially off the back of these punk yeah. comments. So he said some things, even though he was still under contract, which wasn't really great. But that would be totally overshadowed by CM Punk's presser anyway, so it doesn't matter. But then, I mean, Bobby Fish, he's part of the Undisputed Era, and that's probably the best spot he could have mm. by himself. He's definitely not uh, a draw. So if any of these internet rumors of him being like, oh, hey, Kyle, Adam, let's get out of our contracts and go back to Papa Triple H. I've been texting him. Like, no, I don't, I don't feel like it would be like that. Mm. But 
the fact that Bobby Fish now shows up on uh, Impact, mm-hmm. what, was it a pay-per-view this past week and he showed up on? I have no idea because no one watches Impact, mm-hmm. and I won't listen to anyone say otherwise. He shows up thinking he's having his Adam Cole show up at All Out moment and comes out and basically calls CM Punk out, basically shits on AEW, and then here I'm in Impact now to no ripple effect mm-hmm. like whatsoever. And I find like... Maybe be, maybe we're starting to we're gonna start to see more of it's been three years of AEW. Mm. We're gonna start seeing some of the other sides of yeah. business, right? When people always say WWE fired someone or they released people or there's drama or there's this and that. We're starting to see that now with this company. And that does make things a bit more interesting. You just said like there's other places where people can go. Like I don't know if MLW actually exists, <laughs> but some people say it does. So like wrestlers could go there. There's other there's New Japan and all that stuff, but then you're having Juice Robinson come in and you're hearing Gato is backstage tonight and it, Tony and Gato are working on some stuff. It's like, can we not just focus on this show? Because yeah. I thought this show tonight, Dynamite, was one of my least favorite Dynamites that I've watched. I thought it was a two-hour big waste of time that they did not promote really well and they did not execute really well. And I love AEW. I, I want them to succeed. We're, we're talking about how we go to shows. You were at Dynamite last week. Go to all these shows. But this one was like a real test of... Where's Kenny and the Bucks? Were they the ones maybe making the show run the pretty good? Is, the thing is, I think, like, you can still put on a good show without Kenny and the Bucks. Of course. Um, but it's, I think, I think Hangman for the longest time. I mean, he's your, your number one contender right now. Yeah. Still feels like a bit of an afterthought. Like, we haven't really seen him wrestle a great deal on TV in the last few months. Yeah. As I mentioned, Miro, FTR. Uh, Wardlow, your TNT, like the TNT championship. Think back to when Cody was champion, when Darby was champion, how regularly that was defended and seen on TV. Uh, it's, it feels like it barely is now. Yeah. Like sometimes on Rampage or Wardlow's in a tag match or a six man match or stuff like that. It's, I, I feel there's definitely this, this fear of having some of his guys lose, guys who he sees as big stars and potential top stars but isn't ready for them to beat like your moxley's but isn't ready for them to lose against your moxley's so weird. so end up you having all these guys just sitting on the shelf a brian cage who was sat on the shelf for so long i'm not saying brian cage should be your star but he's a he's a big guy who does some impressive looking stuff who should absolutely be featured on tv i i can see like casuals tuning in you see a brian cage who's hitting his like like moonsaults and his his like steiner screwdriver yeah, yeah. The, the drill claw and all that it's impressive you go yeah. fuck who's that guy instead we're just getting talent from outside coming in we're getting nothing matches yeah uh random weird builds to things it's you you've had malachi in the company for so long and he's not interacted with anyone really big, apart from cody yeah. which was his first feud but you you would think like you'd be drooling at the idea of you know Punk Malachi, when that was possible. Kenny Malachi, Danielson Malachi, Hangman Malachi. Like, all these guys that you've gone, ah, no, well, we don't really want to put you there yet. So we'll so bring in jobbers. For, we'll bring in people from other companies to job for us. Yeah, it's just so, so let's have you kill the Vasty Blondes for a while. It, it just, it, it's, it's starting to get frustrating. And I think yeah. during, as I said, during the pandemic, it was cool when you get uh, one of these indie guys come in for a match. You go, oh, that's that's pretty cool. But you also had all all guns blazing on the other side, like with your your stars and things. It's the storytelling's not been good. No, this whole year, if we're being honest, 
the build to Forbidden Door, like I love the show. Don't get me wrong, the the talent's there. Like I feel like what we've been saying about WWE for years, you know, come to a pay per view, ah, oh, you've got good wrestlers, you know, like you yeah. have them go out and do the thing. They're going to be put on a good match, but the TV is starting to get weak and a bit directionless. Yeah, it, it and feels tonight that way. didn't even have the the killer matches to back it up. Although I did, I did enjoy the main. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Like, my interest is still on this show. I'll never not tune in on a Wednesday, but this one definitely was testing me, brother. This one was mm. looking at the clock a few times on my on my imaginary wristwatch. But, like, uh, yeah, I, I still love this company, but it feels like they're, they're lost, so, going somewhere. There's there's such an easy way to, to have started this show with, first of all, the acclaimed were the hot thing, yeah. so you would have had them celebrate, but instead they're in a throwaway segment. The acclaimed we'll are going to be forgotten about in two weeks. Yeah, it's, it's already like over with. every it's champion. Like, the yeah. story ends when your baby face yeah. wins the title, it's done. You're and you don't know how to tell that next chapter. Yeah, And it's especially at the time when WWE is getting a bit of interest. We talked a bunch about the, the Sami Zayn stuff yesterday. Like It's starting to draw me back yeah. a bit. Yeah. Um, it's It's a bad time to kind of have people lose. They had three year product. window when Vince was running mm. to take it over and they fucked it up. It's all <laughs> over. AW in the mud. It's over. No. Uh, let's talk about this episode let's that we it. were so, that we sound so mean about, but uh, hey, we're honest. First of all, rest in peace, Coolio. Oh, yeah. He, uh, rest in, rest in gangsters paradise. paradise. Well, right. WH is in another paradise right now. Nice. Yeah. Isn't that a strip club in Toronto? No. Oh, gotcha. Really? Gentlemen's club. Right. AEW Dynamite, Wednesday, September 28th from Philly here. We start off with the Jericho Appreciation Society and the Jericho Celebration because Chris Jericho is now the Ring of Honor World Champion. Mm. I, for one, actually really love this idea because it gets so many wrestling nerds butthurt about, well, he's, he's uh, that's the point of him winning this title yeah. to to do that and it makes sense uh jericho brings some class to this title because he comes out with his whole gang in matching purple pants and purple jackets and i don't think i own any purple not a very purple i i have a few oh raptors gear i have like okay. jerseys and yeah. stuff so toronto definitely reps the purple but i think he was doing it for prince i don't know he just he does like prince he does love prince yeah, yeah. Jericho comes out with the JAS All Purple and his ROH Championship. He's in the ring with all of them and Luigi Primo. <laughs> just spinning, spinning pizza dough. So while, while this whole like, segment's going on, Luigi's just in the background spinning pizza, which they fucked up not having him on last week at Grand Slam. Yeah. All, yeah, you, needed to do, all you needed him to do was ring the bell him against Ethan Page. He does the pizza spot in the match, mm. and Ethan Page murders him in 60 seconds, yeah. and it's over. But instead, he, he's here. But uh, Jericho uh, brings the fact up that he's got Luigi here because a good celebration needs some good pizza. And even though we're in Philly, we need some real pizza from New York and says that none of you here tonight are getting pizza. So the crowd chants, we want pizza. Uh, Anna Jay gets upset that the crowd want pizza and says, you don't want pizza or I'll choke you out. She's really trying to get that. I'll choke you out mm. thing over. Um, Jericho then says that he is now the most important Ring of Honor champion of all time. And all the other champions in the past mean nothing. And he calls himself the Ocho which they now call him that when he came out, they said the Ocho Chris Jericho. It's quite, it's one of those things where uh, it's sad because it's true. 
if you know what I mean. He's going the most viewed yeah. ROH champion. Well, he is. There's already this yeah. episode of Dynamite would have had more Views. people watching than any ROH pay-per-view, yes. any ROH TV show. He is correct. So he's technically correct. And it, but then the, the, as you kind of put them earlier, the nerds, the history, uh, the wrestling history buffs are going to be pissed because you're like, you're talking about Joe. Nigel. You're Punk. You're talking about Danielson. Yeah. You're talking about all these other great ROH champions that brought honor to this sport. And he's like, nah. And you and your. Yeah, the most watched ever. I'm already the most watched. Yeah, yeah it's pretty funny. He then says uh, that it's not Ring of Honor, it's Ring of Jericho. And then he says, however, he's got his, his crew with him. And then he points out Daniel Garcia, who is there, but looking a little sad. Yeah. Sad Danny here. Sad Danny. Red death, purple death here in the purple pants. He then says, Garcia, you're a champion too, so I got you something. And he gives Garcia a box. And when Garcia opens it, it's a purple bucket hat. Hmm. He says, yeah, put this on. Not even a Kangle. Not even a Kangle. It Come could have on. been a purple Kangle. Uh, Garcia basically says, like, I don't want this. And then beats the shit out of Luigi Primo here. Just decks him. Luigi lays in the same spot for the rest of the yep. segment. He's just dead. It's great. Uh, Garcia says, I've had enough of Luigi. I've had enough of you. And I, Jericho, I think I need to talk to you because, Chris, I just don't know if this is working out. I think it's time that I... And Jericho says, you're not going to say what I think you're going to say, right? Don't you finish that sentence. When Danielson's music hits, he comes out, he picks up the hat, he laughs at it, and says, Garcia, why don't you come with us? You don't belong with Jericho. You belong with the Blackpool Combat Club. And when you, if you join me, you don't have to do anything, I tell you. You don't have to listen to this guy. You can do whatever you want. And Jericho gets a little bit upset about this. And then Garcia says, well, I can do whatever I want. If I want to team up with Justin Roberts, I can. If I want to throw pizza, I can. He, he's, he's like mocking the entertainment aspect. Yeah. So he's like, guys, would you be entertained if I threw pizza on the floor? Yeah. If you would, would you be sports entertained if I teamed with Justin Roberts? Just what if I wake him. up Luigi and have yeah. a match with him, <laughs> is what he says. Uh, and then uh, Matt Menard gets in Danielson's face and says, I want to punch you so bad in the face. Danielson says, yeah, you want to punch me, huh? Well, actually, I just talked to Tony and says I could have a match with someone tonight, and I think I want a match with you, Daddy Magic. So that's made official, and then we kind of go into this uh, opening match with Danielson and Matt Menard. But uh, what did you think of this, like, Danielson also threw out, uh, well, he kind of topped Garcia with the entertainment thing by, would you be entertained if Daniel Garcia teamed with... Brian Danielson, which got the big yes chance. Yeah. And it's it the match is announced as yeah. well. Um next week you mean. For next week. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I I I enjoy I think Jericho does these segments very well. I think back to the inner circle every week where we had a, a town hall or the state of the inner circle and every time they were announced I'd kind of groan and then they'd they'd entertain me. I feel I feel we've missed a step somewhere along the line before we get to a match between like Garcia and Jericho are facing off next week. And it, it feels this was kind of like, I don't know. It didn't have the impact it should have with Garcia leaving this group. It should have been him saying something to Jericho, slapping Jericho. I almost felt yeah. this week he should have gone like where, where, where Jericho was goading him and was like, basically like, I own you. I tell you what to do all that. He should be like, no, but also to Danielson. Yeah. Like I, 
it, he should be like, no, I'm my, my own person. I don't need to be with you yeah. or with you. I think maybe he needs a bit of time on his own to reflect. I don't know. It just see, it seems weird. It, weird. It's like, oh, already we're getting them him teaming. facing. And also it's like, well, you could do it. And then he turns on Danielson and he's with Jericho. But it's like, well, we just saw that with Jamie Hayter over and over again. I, I think we're good for him to just leave the group now. Yeah, it, was, it just seemed like it didn't really have the impact it should have. Yeah, there was supposed to be like a crescendo there. Yeah. Like a part of the the angle where the he does turn. friendship yeah. kind of moment. Why is my name on this list? It needed to be like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, it, it did need like a actual like turn of him cementing that. But the, the bucket hat thing just kind of died. It yeah. just, it, I don't know. as well. It's, it's, it's definitely like Cobra Kai where the two Jojos are fighting over yeah. which the student, which thing he should be in. But uh, yeah, I, I still was into this segment and then I was a little disinterested, you know, no disrespect to Daddy Magic. I mm. do think he's amazing. But after all that to go like, here's a match that will last like five minutes and then we're going to go into another talking yeah. segment. It just felt like not normal for AEW. And you know, as like, I, I really enjoy 2.0, but you know you're not getting a like quote unquote banger between Matt Menard Fair and enough. Brian Daniels. Yeah, again, he's great. Don't get he's, me wrong. He's really good. But you yeah. know the position, he, he yeah. is a full yeah. guy. It's not like it's going to be a Sammy or Garcia against Danielson where you, you're going to have something like could be quite special. Yeah. You know, he's just the full guy who's going to tap. Yeah, I felt I felt weird ways about this opening segment. Like part of me really liked it because I do like Jericho appreciation stuff it has been pretty mm. funny and getting the heat there. But I do think there's a step missing with the Garcia. Like it needs to be a complete turn if you're going to do, don't keep you keep you're doing the diamond mine mm. thing you keep putting your toes in the water to see if it's if it's hot or cold and then by the time you you jump in it might be too late yeah it might be really cold even just like the the classic wrestling sort of trope of ripping off his purple and he's got a bcc yeah. shirt underneath it's Done. like no i've made my decision chris yeah. boom big reaction but you left it with a hint that maybe garcia and Brian will team down the line and then you just get a graphic later in the show. Next week. Oh, no, he's he's facing the guys that he's been teaming with for the last six months. Yeah, really weird. Next week. Really, really, really odd. I still enjoyed the segment, but uh, it, it did leave me kind of scratching my head mm. a bit because uh, I do like everyone involved. And that match does sound good, but maybe the story will progress uh, next week with that. Uh, we go to the match, though, Danielson versus Daddy Magic. We have Danielson putting the boots to him for a while. When we go to P&P. It's Daddy Magic who finally gains some control. It's uh, his his partner. What's his name? Jeff? Angelo Parker. Angelo Parker. He was, was Jeff. He was the Jeff, right? Or is that his real name? I don't know. Uh, Angelo Parker keeps getting involved on the outside and eventually hits Danielson with a DDT when the ref doesn't see. That's when Claudio comes out. Who, again, like Jericho's just been shitting on Ring of Honor. He just won the title. Danielson comes out by himself. Where was Claudio? Claudio couldn't have backed him up. He yeah, would be really, pissed. Claudio would have had more beef than yeah. Than you be, you cheated to beat me. Danielson cares more about whether Garcia. this kid <laughs> is in his team or yeah. their team than you do about being screwed over your only ever world championship. Yeah, continuity errors uh, all littered through this show. So Cesaro picks up Parker and then runs this off. Man with handles him. him. Yeah, like, that him was to- pretty entertaining. Him just carrying him off. Uh, there's the boost psycho knee and then the label lock and Danielson gets the win here on daddy magic. But, uh, yeah, uh, it was a cross arm break. Right Sorry. Is it not? No, that was, oh, that was in Moxley. Mox. Yeah. 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 This was fine. I didn't really think much of the match. I, I love Danielson. I, I enjoy Matt Menard, but as a like compelling, hot opening match for this show, it yeah. didn't really deliver. 
I, I didn't think so. It got the job done with him getting the win, but like, yeah, yeah. We go to a recap of MJF and Wheeler Yuta last week when MJF shoved mm. Tony uh, Shivani, and out comes. We did get a, a Juice Robinson package here. Oh, which okay, I thought, got you. Even though I disagree with him, even just being on the show, I thought they made a good job of explaining why this is a thing and putting over the fact that. In the last year where Mox has been pretty much unbeatable, he's got two pins over him. And it showed the footage from New Japan. Right. So I, I did a- appreciate that, even though I don't really think this match should have happened. No, it didn't, it didn't help have any insight to it. It didn't make me excited. MJF was supposed to come out, but Wheeler Yuta runs out first and says, No, 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 Max, you're not going to run your mouth. I'm coming out here to talk. Uh, Wheeler Yuta in uh, some green Masawa gear here mm-hmm. in his hometown of Philly. Yeah. Yeah. He says that he's here. He doesn't want to talk. Max, I want to fight. So, Max, I don't care. You're a coward. Last week, all those things you said, I heard you. But you put your hands on Tony Schiavone. So, uh, I'm going to get some revenge for him. I'm going to get some payback when MJF comes out wearing a Mets jersey in Philly, getting some booze here. Uh, He calls Tony Schiavone a fat old prick. And uh, this pisses off Yuta and says, you're just a coward, Max. You're a coward. You're a loser. Come fight me. And Max says, look, you're from Philly. I get it. But Philly's the place you live in when you can't afford to live in New York, mm. <laughs> which got a lot of booze here. Uh, he's, Max says, don't worry, Yuta. I know you're a good wrestler. You're one of the best wrestlers on the planet. And I know this because me and you came up together in the independence. We fought quite a bit. I know you're good. But after last week, I am your daddy because I laid you out. And you stepped in line, stepped out of line, so I, Daddy had to spank you last week. He says, you're talking to the biggest draw in AEW history when the crowd chants shut the fuck up, which they tried to censor, but it seemed like mm. it was kind of hard for them. Uh, he then says um, he's better than Joe Frazier present day. And by the way, Joe Frazier's dead. And then says... The no, he f- said Joe Frazier has more charisma than oh. you, and he's dead. Oh, jeez. He then says, just like the Phillies are dead in the water. Uh, referencing the sports team, even though uh, Yuta did say uh, don't reference sports teams. And yeah, he did. He says, I make any more money than anyone in this bum town. I'm a multimillionaire at 26. And Yuta says, I told you I don't I don't want to talk anymore. I just want to fight. And since you won't shut up, I'm just going to come fight you. So he leaves the ring to go fight him. But the ass boys stand beside MJF now. They show up. And MJF says, I don't do brawls, so go hang out with your Blackpool cuckold club, Sayonara. And he says that this crowd doesn't even deserve his catchphrase, but the ass boys will say it for him. And they say uh, he's better than you and you know it. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I I think this is really the first time we've heard Yuda kind of cut any sort of promo. And I thought... At least in this capacity, yeah. Yeah, like we... In ring, on mic, we've heard him maybe backstage, but this was his first, like, big, big promo, I felt. And I thought he somewhat delivered. He delivered on the uh, the intensity and the passion. And there were, like, some Yuda chants and things. The, the problem is you're, you're up against a really hot MJF right now. And realistically, I, I don't think there's many people who's going to get cheered over MJF right yeah, now. Yeah, it's a tough spot for him. But also, by all accounts, these two have had fantastic matches on the indies this is going to be mjf's first match back right yeah yeah so i think the match is actually going to be really good um so i'm quite looking forward to it 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 allows wheeler to kind of sort of practice this promo stuff i thought mjf was a little phoned in 
this week. I thought yeah. the lines were all a little easy, you know, calling Tony this, fat. This feud is the- this feud is a, this feud is a softball. Like I think you you should have just done the match tonight. I think that would have got the heat back on uh, Yuta because if you had a really good match tonight, the crowd who were fifty fifty on Wheeler Yuta, they were way more into MJF mm-hmm. when he came out. But if you did the match and Yuta comes up short, the crowd is going to be like so behind him again as he has been in other cities and still get the heat. The Philly, yeah. yeah, this Philly crowd will like... You would have appreciated yeah, him. I agree. And like AEW doesn't always have their guys lose in their hometown, but it would have made sense. You already shot an angle last week. You already anyway. did the angle last so, week. This was a pit stop for no reason. Yeah. So... It's, they've got a long way before this... Uh, yeah. Because they're teasing the, the chip cash-in in Cincinnati. Right. Right? When... Um, which is Mox's hometown where he's facing Hangman. Okay. That's what they're teasing. It That's like a few weeks away. So yeah. they're just trying to stretch this thing out. I am looking forward to the match. I think... Don't uh, get me wrong. The match I think the match will be really good. Yeah. And I didn't think this was a bad segment. I just think maybe placement right after a heavy talking opening, not much of a match in between, and then more talking. Um, it, I was kind of... All right, when, when are we getting the... When are we getting the the banner, Fight. yeah, you know, um, but yeah, it was all right. Yeah, I would have preferred them do because Tony Khan is talking about how you know during the day on Wednesdays they're filming all this stuff. He's putting tweets out that like pre sets up the story for the match that he's now scheduled. Mm-hmm. He didn't do that when the, I think you could have done that for this no problem. You could have showed him shoving Tony. Tony Shivani's mad. TK's mad that he shoved him. Wheeler Yuta tried to step in. TK should just go, nah, MJF, your first match back in Philly, Utah's hometown. Just an earlier today. <laughs> I think that would have elevated this show yeah. to a whole other level, and they definitely fumbled the bag there, uh, I thought, on that one. I just, I think the match would be really good next week, but this was just a stop extra mm. for this when He already slapped you last week. He already yeah. beat you up last week. Wouldn't you just want the match now? We go to a video for Darby Allen and Jay Lethal. Apparently they're feuding now. What's this, Rampage? Rampage, is this baby. Next week? Or is this next week? This might I don't be next know. week. Who cares? No, I, I'm done with Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt. Sorry, guys. I loved you back in the day. Definitely over this pantomime Batman villain shit with the pencil. Again, where's okay. Miro? Fuck. Where the fuck is half this roster? Oh, why are boy, we why fucking am I Jay Lethal? Jay Lethal and Satnam Singh every fuck. week. I'd rather watch Darby Allen jo- fall out of a window or yeah. something. <laughs> I don't, I don't no, I care. Yeah. Again, Lethal, Sanjay, loved you guys back in the day. But this ain't, this ain't back in the day anymore. We go to, I guess Jay Lethal's got to fight Chris Jericho soon. I, I would we'll get to so, that yeah. down the line with his ROH stuff. We go to world champion John Moxley facing a guy no one knows from New Japan Pro Wrestling, who may or may not be with New Japan Pro Wrestling right now, because before this show went on the air, there was people online saying Juice, he put out a tweet saying he's no longer with New Japan. Okay. But uh, some people are saying he does this kind of thing. Yeah, is this a uh, character though? Because he's like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Juice comes out. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 
21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. To a huge ovation in Philly is not what happened, mm. actually. No one made a noise. You could hear the crickets outside the venue. Sorry, Juice. Uh, he comes out. If you're not familiar, he is in the Bullet Club. Uh, so he's wearing some jeans with the Bullet Club logo on it. Uh, Moxley comes through the crowd for his entrance and Juice attacks him, which starts this match off. Uh, we get Mox kind of... Uh, returning the favor, punching uh, Juice back, uh, dusty punches from Juice. Uh, Juice and uh, when when Juice Robinson was CJ Parker back in NXT, he was really close with Dusty, so he does the dusty punches part mm-hmm. of his big thing here. William Regal is on commentary. Got that left hand of God and all that. Yeah, he he. Uh, William Regal is on commentary because uh, Blackpool Combat Club and mentions that he also was like with Juice for a long time. Like he knows. Oh, how good he Juice was in NXT for exactly. Well, wasn't he? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we get uh, Moxley coming back with this huge King Kong lariat as we go to picture in picture. Uh, there's a cannonball on the outside into Mox, and you can just point his bl- the clearest day where he's just blading while getting beat up by. Uh, he just had to bleed in yeah. this match, of course. Uh, he's bleeding. There's another cannonball from uh, Juice here, and then Juice just starts to bite the the wound of Mox, uh, and then. Somehow, I think Juice is bleeding at the same time. He goes for a cannonball off the apron and lands on the chair as Mox get out of the way. In the ring, Juice hits a powerbomb for a near fall. He hits the Pulp Fiction. Sorry, the Pulp, pulp Friction. Friction yeah. The kill switch, essentially, and Mox kicks out of that. Which is his finish. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Mox kicks out of it, and then Mox just beats him up. He does the Blackpool Combat Club stomps to the head, and then a cross arm breaker. And I've never seen someone tap out so fast because hmm. he could not handle this arm breaker. So Mox, which I like, I I I wish more submissions with yeah. the instant tap. It yeah. makes it seem deadly. Yeah, uh, Menard tapped really quick yeah. earlier in the night as well. Uh, but Mox beats Juice in I think a match we all outcome we also coming. Like it was fine. It wasn't bad. It it kind of it's. It's where I've always been with Juice for quite a while. I don't think he's a bad wrestler at yeah. all. Um, I'm just his his matches are very kind of you know three star to me. They're they're very um, like serviceable. Yeah, and especially this, there was absolutely no way uh, in hell Juice was beating Mox. So I go in going, oh, I know. Whereas some other people on the roster, as an eliminator. Maybe they do do a surprise win to set up a title match, but you've already set up Hangman. You've already set up uh, up MJF. Yeah, zero stakes. Um, Mox bleeding again for no reason. Uh, yeah. Look, uh, I, I kind of agree with you because uh, we we do retro NXT reviews, and right now we're in 2013 of NXT, and CJ Parker is popular, not popular. He's getting booed, even though he's a heel. Mm-hmm. He's another baby face. He eventually turns heel. I always loved his promo. I eventually thought that he would be a bigger deal. I thought him leaving... He did w- level up. Yeah, he, he did. He certainly dev- leveled up in New Japan. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like he's still at the same spot he was 
all these years ago, yeah. and they've tried so many coats of paint now with the Bullet Club and stuff. He should have joined the Bullet Club like fucking five years ago. I, I think it's he was in that tag team. He was in yeah. that U.S. title picture for like I, way too long. Like you know how wrestling goes. Once you get that stink, the mm. fans treat you that way. They yeah. smell you that way. So I think that's just it's just too far gone for me because I know Juice deep down. He's got some great promos in him. He's got some good matches. Yeah. Just I just. The, the care factor was not here just to go, hey, tonight we're getting Juice Robinson versus Mox. It's not the most like exciting thing. Like we have mentioned, they have a, they have a really deep roster here actually. And they're not utilizing that and instead bringing in, I don't know, Gato's boy who may not be with New Japan with the whole gimmick. I just, I just don't care. It's just very cold. Hangman comes out. He goes face to face with John Moxley. They mentioned that Hangman won that battle royal, and therefore he gets a shot at John Moxley and the title. I like this. The stare down between mm-hmm. two like AEW original here, and MJF is in his box watching this and goes, whoa, whoa, whoa and interrupts and says, Settle down, boys. Like, doesn't matter. You guys are fighting over nothing, because I'm walking out Cincinnati as champion when Wheeler Yuta shows up behind him in the box and starts beating him up. And MJF said he didn't want to brawl tonight, but that's that's what this happened. This did get a good reaction for Yuta yeah. as well. The Philly crowd were into this. So he's fighting, beating up MJF in his box. And, and then it cuts to Hangman and Mox just still staring still at Still Tanahashi each- Mox all over Staring again. at each other. Um, I, I obviously was at Dynamite last week, so yeah. didn't hear commentary. And I know, I think Tony, or was it MJF, said in like a in an interview that this could be cashed in. But this was the first time I've heard it mentioned on TV that this chip is kind of a money in the bank thing that can be cashed in at any moment. I, I assume so, because the first time he talked, he said that. when he, After he won the, the dynamite we were at mm. he, he, in Buffalo, he said that. I can cash this in whenever I want. So there you go. You set it up there. Yeah, but I don't know. I even took as that. It's like, I yeah. can call my shot that I can have my match next week or this. Yeah. Whereas I think that... The way they've worded it is very clear now that, yeah, yeah he's waiting for Mox to be incapacitated from a match sure. to cash in. Uh, do you see that happening in Cincinnati? So that's in a few weeks on a yeah. dynamite. So that's Mox's hometown. That's the week after Toronto. Yeah. It's interesting because you could definitely drag out the MJF going for the title for a long time. If you give the title to MJF, which is great, it will happen eventually. He is a huge star here, I think, and he's fantastic. But then... Who's the one on the chase to him? Danielson? He's tied up right now. So it's like, mm-hmm. hang man, it's, there's a few other options you could go. Honestly, Mox's champ is great. Danielson is champ is great. MJF is champ is great. Cool. Let's just figure out the story and, and, and go with that. But MJF seems tied up with, with Willie Yuta. Fine. But Mox and Hangman should put on a pretty sweet match on that show. I, I do see the title change at. You see, you see MJF yeah. taking it. I, th- I think cashing so. in. I think it's it's that heel heat. Do it in Mox's home crowd where you he's also, the yeah. hottest, and then Mox can go fishing. Because the cash in also couldn't not it could also not be a cash in because he can just show up after Mox retains and goes, "I want this now." And Mox goes, "All right, fine," and exactly. then agrees to it. And then like the firm come out and do something, or, yeah. you know, something like that. But all right, so you're predicting MJF? Yeah, I mean out. that's the match, like Hangman and. Uh, and yeah. Mox will beat the shit out of each other. So yeah. more so than Juice and Mox. So yeah, yeah. Damn, poor Hangman. Yeah, where's Hangman just floating around getting this shot? But like after that, yeah, we'll see. We go to our next segment, which is the first time we get to hear. I mean, sorry, but like if Hangman potentially has Mox beat, yeah, and kind of does the Seth like turning it into a triple threat thing, 
that could be a way that oh, you, okay. you like Hangman was going to beat Mox oh. for the title. That way you've already got the right a rematch with Mox down the line set yeah, up. Yeah, book that. And you can have Hangman chase MJF. That's exactly how you I think that's that. what you do. Yeah, that's exactly how Tony, you do. Tony, you're listening? Yeah. He, he must be a big fan of WrestleMania 31. 31. Yeah. Good WrestleMania. Yeah, and you know Mox loves his Seth, so mm-hmm. doing the stomp last week and stuff. So, yeah, yep. that would be the best route. Where they wrestle for like 20 minutes, killing each other. And then when they're both down, MJF goes, you know what? Actually, I want to cash this in now. Yeah. And I would have done I, – I think I, I may have said this on a show. I would have done after the whole uh, CM Punk presser where Tony Khan looked like a complete bitch not doing anything. I think you could, also, you could almost have MJF come out and go, I'm cashing this in. And commentary like, whoa, that's not, that's not how this works. And TK comes out and goes, yeah, you know what? We need to shake things up. I'm, I'm letting you do this. Because you, you're right, because this hasn't ever been established with this chip yeah. before. It's always been set up for, uh, I think it's been for a TNT title shot before, hasn't yeah, it? And yeah. it's been uh, for other, like, Fight for the Fallen or whatever. It should have been part of this renegotiation for MJF. Exactly. Where in my contract yeah, exactly. it states, if I win this thing, yeah. I can cash in at any moment. That's exactly it. Get the heat on, on TK. I don't care. Yeah. Just like, heal TK. Yeah. Mr. Khan is the character he'll be working mm. on. Like Mr. McMahon. Back in <laughs> uh, all right. We go to Saraya. Is that how you say her Saraya. name? Saraya. Yes. Saraya. Say her name right. She makes it very clear. Mm. She wants us all to make sure they're not calling her Saraya. So mm. Saraya, Saraya is the name. She comes out in the ring. She's with uh, Tony Schiavone, I think. And she says that she is the revolution. It wasn't all about the, that old revolution. I was that revolution. I am that revolution. And she says she's a little nervous. She hasn't done this in a while. But she's excited to be here in AEW. And then wants to bring a change to this women's division. I was just getting flashbacks. Deja vu mm. of Stephanie McMahon. Steph- Stephanie McMahon? <laughs> out comes some baby face Women wrestlers on the roster here, meaning the champ, Tony Storm, uh, Athena, Sky Blue. Sky Blue, Willow Nightingale. Willow Nightingale, Madison Rain. And Madison Rain, yeah. Right, yeah. Jeez. The revolution. Uh, she she then says that these are like the future and the stars here. Madison Rain, the future of women's wrestling. Out comes Britt Baker with her group of baddies here. She's got herself, Rebel, Jamie, Penelope wearing a lot of makeup. Like goth makeup. Mm. I guess that's her new gimmick. Uh, Britt says, you know, Soraya, you're here for already and you're annoying me. She says that, uh, you know, you, you, I had a weak neck, but it's stronger than yours. Mentioning, she, you know, she says she's carried the whole division on her neck, which yeah. Soraya will never be able to do because her neck is just weak. damaged. It's weak and says that, uh, you know, you suck and you shouldn't be here. <laughs> she called, Brit, Brit does a lot of uh, using in her promos stuff that the internet have been saying. Yeah. So here basically calling pay like Soraya, she calls her the shiny new toy, yeah. which is very much what internet say about these new science. Like Athena yeah. was a shiny new toy. Right. Ruby Soho was a shiny new toy. And... It's, Except they were clear to the wrestle. The thing is, when Brit does it, a lot of the time, it's it, it's like the sandbagging thing. It's like you're bringing attention to something that is genuinely yeah. a, a negative, like a bad criticism of the company. I will say to even add to that, she also m- made a comment about people being problematic or the, pr- something like that. Mm. And like people have been fishing out stuff on page and yeah. 
the singer of her theme song and mm-hmm. stuff. So like it was kind of too on the nose for her to maybe mention that, I think. I think that that kind of hurts. This is a fake show. Mm. <laughs> Chill. Why are you guys being so mean? Yeah. Be mean in other ways. Fine, fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Make fun of her neck. But to say that is definitely like then that makes you go, wait, are wrestlers problematic? <laughs> Should I be watching this show? Man, if you if if you don't want to watch wrestling because you think wrestlers have uh, different political or views on life, then you maybe wrestling is something mm. you should look at behind the scenes on. But it definitely wasn't cool to bring that to attention. Like you said, if you're bringing that to attention, that's a negative. All these other little things. Yeah. Just to kind of be the MJF here and get cheeky is not always the right kind of choice. Uh, Soraya says, you know, Britt, uh, no wonder your name rhymes with shit. And uh, great, great fucking burn from her. Uh, we get Jamie Hayter chance, and then uh, out comes Serena Deeb, who's got a match with Tony Storm. And uh, Soraya then like stops the music and goes, "No, I'm not done talking." And says, uh, "I've may not been here, but I've been watching and I've been listening. And you guys here get up to some funky stuff." That's what she said. She says, "Well, I talked to TK backstage earlier, and finally, a boss that can listen to me." as the crowd kind of chant. She says that we decided that this next match, the women's match, Serena and Tony, will now be a lumberjack match. Am I crazy or wrong to say that this was quite possibly my least favorite AEW segment in the history of this company? <laughs> I, would, uh, I, I really did I not like this. I might go as far as history, but... I really did not like this. I'm a, I'm a Paige fan. I like Soraya. We've talked about her on all these other stuff. Uh, I know, obviously, she hasn't wrestled in, in a long time, but... I think coming out and doing the revolution gimmick mm. Stephanie McMahon did with her and all that stuff, I think that was the real wrong way to... It's, it's difficult because by all accounts, she's not cleared yet. Right. Uh, by the way she talks, it sounds like she's optimistic she'll get there. Like there was a line about, like, I may be damaged, but I'm not finished or something. Not like, broken. I'm not broken. Um, so there were, there were little lines that implied that, like... The expectation and the hope is she's what signed to a three-year deal. Yeah. At some point, hopefully within those three years, she can be cleared. The problem is it's what do we do with her? And she's a good talker, Paige, Soraya. Um, What do we do with her? And unfortunately, it's they've given her what essentially the, the manager of the women's division is kind of the vibe I was getting, which is really not interesting not at all and and yeah i think it's, i'm gonna clean it up also this made it also made your women's champion i thought brick cutting her promo and then serena's music hitting and serena came out made serena seem a bigger deal than tony who is like come on down girls come on down yeah. and tony's like all right i'll lead aw dark to the ring with yeah, me yeah um it it made the i thought the baby faces all seem like geeks, geeks. uh Brit seemed like the the star here. Uh, I I feel I brought this up last week. I don't know if there's any connection, like history between Hater and Soraya. I don't think they cross paths, but you can make it up. They're both British. Yeah, they're like, British. Yeah, you know, it's as you said earlier, it's make believe. It's yeah. wrestling. You can yeah. do what you want. I think Paige coming in and kind of like to back up Jamie, have a babyface Jamie and Paige kind of in her corner would be more interesting to me than just what she's playing Stephanie McMahon. Yeah, it's it's it is exactly that. Sorry, I, I get it. The women's division has been, you know, 
not good. And yeah. every fan who watches the show, they're probably thinking, yeah, I'm not too high on that division because it's not good. Mm. And bringing in Soraya is great because she's paid. She's a big name. Fuck, they made a movie about her and she's still left. She's still like here. She's not wrestling though. So you're bringing her in to 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 try to prop up these other people. Like, yo, Willow, Willow Nightingale is out there. Cool. She's great. She's, you know, she could be the future of this stuff. But doing it this way, you made all these people look like losers. You made everything... Hey, I'm coming in to fix this women's division, but also I'm not clear to wrestle. Yeah. And also I'm being paid it, more than all of these people. It very much felt like a sh- it felt like so stupid. you I bought uh the the like hottest brand new PlayStation 5 game, but I've still got my PS4. You know, it's like <laughs> it's I don't know, I might be able to do something with it at some point. No. Like TK's like pages available. Yeah. Better get paid. Throw money at page. What are you gonna do with that? Dunno. She'll be the GM of the women's division. Eventually, and I think the line, like, it's we've you you kind of brought it up with the Bobby Fish. We've heard all the people who've left WWE and have their their things to say. Yeah, it's AEW's in a like weird time at the moment. It there's all the backstage stuff going on. Meanwhile, WWE have been putting on a pretty good show and have a really good women's division. They've just inserted Candice LeRae on Monday yeah. in their women's division. You're setting up Bianca and Bailey, which sounds good. Good. You're setting up a women's war games match, which all the players involved in that seem pretty good. Like, th- there's a good feeling with the women's division in WWE. So having the, the dig at your old boss line... Yeah. Uh, it's just, dated. It, it is. It is dated now. Two years ago, yeah, oh yeah, fuck Vince, yeah, yeah. you're wasted there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now it's just like, ah, let's let's try and fix what's also, going on here. Also, first. girl, you were the champ. You were the champ. You got hurt. Mm. What did he do to stop you? You were the champ. You were the you were the girl there. You got hurt. Mm. That's it. He didn't do shit. Sorry, I'm a fan. I'm not. I wasn't there, but. You're saying he didn't listen to me. Yeah, you're hurt. Well, I, you... I think it's more she was pitching things she yeah. could be doing. If she was trying to pitch shit like this, good thing she didn't get mm. to do it. I, I really hated this segment. I loved a lot of the wrestlers that were involved in it. Tony Storm has definitely grown on me. And hell, they throw this next match, which, hey, how do we make a match not a lot of people are excited about anyways? Let's make it m- less exciting by making it a lumberjack match. Yeah. And she goes, oh, uh, I... I I saw that there was never a women's lumberjack in AEW history before, so I thought it would be a good idea to do it now. No, sorry. If this role is GM, you should not be in this role. Mm. <laughs> do you not watch wrestling? It's uh, not good. I can only ever think of one good lumberjack. It was match. when the best friends dressed up as lumberjacks. That that was that was fun. <laughs> I can't remember who's involved, but the no, one that yeah. always comes to mind is Seth versus Dean on I think it was a it was an extreme rules or a raw. Okay. And it was actually genuinely very, very good. Okay. And I remember everyone going, man, a lumberjack match can be good. Yeah. One out of a thousand matches. Like it's, yeah. it's not enough. I, I, I again, I, I was a huge fan of Paige and everything she's done. I think she's awesome, but I'm here. Okay. Why are you here to make things really good? Okay. What are you going to do? A lumberjack match. Yeah. All right. What else are you going to do? I don't know. Not wrestle. Yeah. Get paid a lot more than everyone else who is wrestling. I just, it's all sour for me, for sure. Yeah, and I'm someone who, I'm never critical of ex-WWE people coming in. I, 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 it's wrestling. It's what it is. Right? You're a wrestler. Yeah. It doesn't matter where doesn't you matter where before. you wrestle. Like, the best wrestlers should yeah. be working on TV. On national TV. doesn't matter. Yeah. But this, finally, I got hit with, ooh, did, did we need this? Yeah. Did we need this? Come out at Queens. Cool. 
come out here tonight and go, look, I'm not, I'm not clear to wrestle right now, but I see what you guys are doing. Give Tony Storm the rub. Be like, Tony, she did try to give Tony the rub, but again, just felt like so patronizing to all these other wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck all of you bitches, cause I'm getting paid and I'm gonna sit down and talk about you guys while you wrestle. Mm-hmm. I just felt it was, really did the opposite. And you know what? Like, I feel like I'm getting so heated over something that really doesn't matter, but they, they've been trying real hard with this women's division. And I think, they think this is the step forward when I think they just may have taken a step back. Uh, at least yeah. what, me as a fan watching this, I really, I, I again, don't, I don't disagree. It, it definitely, I watched this and Britt Baker was the star. Yeah. Jamie Hater, clearly the crowd are behind her. Fucking go with her. Yeah. Go with her before it's too we late. move on to something else because yeah. really, like the others, fucking Willow Nightingale, Sky Blue, Madison Rain, Penelope <sighs> Ford, like, get zero reaction yeah yeah i i I was like just shaking my head at this segment just really confusing just disliked it so much it was it was i don't want to watch the show anymore heat we go to the match though which definitely perked me back up because i'll give the respect to the two women who actually were gonna were advertised (laughs) and worked here serena d versus tony storm women's interim championship match uh we get a lot of backs back and forth like technical countering and countering and then tony eventually hits this really beautiful german suplex for a near fall we have willow and hater who start getting at it ringside oh the lumberjacks are fighting do they run off and brawl i assume setting up a rampage match or something um we have uh serena who keeps doing a series of roll-ups on tony trying to get a near fall and then puts her in the serenity lock but eventually tony slips out of that there's then tony hitting the running hip attack into the corner always looks good and then hits her with a storm zero the sit out pile driver which looked crazy like she just falls into it so, so quickly good. it looks great but Serena kicks out, which Tony is shooketh by. Uh, Serena eventually gets the Serena lock, Ser- Serenity lock in again, but Tony gets out of it again. They're fighting up top, and Tony pulls it all out here with an avalanche storm zero. So a pile driver off the top mm. rope. The crowd, the biggest reaction this match got from this finish. One, two, three. Tony retains. And yeah, uh, the the stuff before this match did this match no justice or no service. What did it was the two women who were scheduled in the match who had nothing to do with Paige or any of these other geeks out there right now and just let the wrestling matter. And it, it, it was good. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Deeb. I've said it many times on the show. I think she's great. Uh, Tony is someone who's definitely grown on me since going to AEW. She's, she's not been a favorite of mine. I've, I've found her quite overrated in the past. Yeah. She clearly looks motivated uh, in this company and has been pulling off some pretty good matches. I I thought the I thought the finish was great. I love that Storm Zero. I love the Deep has some great looking dragon screws like yeah. leg whips. Yeah, just yeah. looks so like nasty. I enjoyed the match. There was zero lumberjack like they were fighting a, each apart other. Apart from the apart from the Jamie pulling Tony out yeah. to get chased off, which is the only thing that you could could have done anyway because. Yeah. Jamie could have been at ringside anyway. Um, there, there was more they could have done to make the the lumberjacks kind of feel like sight. You normally see like you know a dive on top of everyone or something. I don't know. They they really didn't need to be there. And if you're booking a lumberjack match, which I don't love, but if you're booking the lumberjack match, fucking do something with the lumberjacks. Lumberjill match. Yeah. Yeah, I just felt the whole Soraya thing, like it's supposed to bring attention to the women's division, but it did the opposite mm. for me. I just like the the wrestling and the storyline going is 
Tony is interim champ, which is not a strong story anyways. Like, how long is this going to be a thing anyways? But I thought the match was pretty good. It's been interim about a month. But I feel like if it's more than that, like, can we not just call her the champ? When is, is Thunder Rosa? Do we have a time frame? Do we go back to that story? Like, I just, I think bringing in someone who can't even wrestle to be your main star in the women's division is just the, not a good idea. Bad idea yeah. Instantly makes Tony not look mm-hmm. like a champ, look secondary. And where's Jade? Where's that division? They didn't bring them out. No. They didn't bring out Jade and go, Trina. wow, look at where's this. Where's Trina? Where's Trina? Your favorite. We go to the acclaimed. Oh, you've had a hot babyface act win titles. Better stick them backstage and then on Rampage. Fuck, man. They're really bad at handling their champs. Yeah. Every time a champ finally gets it, it's over. Next mm. season. Move on. Show's over. Done. End of the movie. That's how they do it. And acclaimed already. Like, what? Why? Uh, the acclaimed are backstage. They say next week is National Scissoring Day. Or scissoring week, I think. They say that uh, they have a contract for an open match on Rampage. When Keith Lee comes in, he's looking a little uh, sad and somber. He says, you know, uh, Billy, if you didn't get involved, we may have still been tag team champs. So I'm a little... little. He says want- you carried them yeah, to you, those titles. you carried them to those titles. And then walks off. And then Billy Gunn says, you know what? I got two words for him. Scissor me. <laughs> Which definitely was doing good. the DX thing right good. before we're yeah. having the DX yeah. Raw. That I kind of enjoyed. Uh, so, hey, guys. Uh, the Acclaimed are going to have a title match on Rampage. But Keith Lee just told us doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, because we'll get part three. <laughs> like, why couldn't you do that after that match? We're swerving him, come out and go, you know what, Billy? You carried it. You, you fucking cheated. Yeah. Then you go, okay, cool. But now we just know that it's Butcher and the Blade and Private Party versus the Acclaimed. Like, honestly, I feel you could have opened the show with that match. With the acclaimed in the ring celebrating, and they're like, and we want to celebrate by doing an open challenge. And you have both teams come out, and they're like, all right, we're fighting champions, let's go. Keith Lee comes out afterwards and says, After the match. You may have beaten these jobbers, but last week you were carried. Yeah, but instead, the hottest thing going in your company, who have the hottest merch, they just won the titles, let's put them backstage for 30 seconds. Mm. So I backwards. Guess, I guess it's they they are trying at the moment to like get people to stick around for Rampage. So I guess because they're so hot right now, yeah, it's stick around. You're going to see the acclaimed. National. How are you celebrating National Scissoring Week? I'm going to fucking scissor gonna everything gonna I fucking see. Scissor so fucking hard. Uh, We're going to scissor after this. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I've been wearing my, my shirt. You are wearing the Scissor Me shirt. You got me well, one. Why aren't you wearing yours? I didn't want to match this, you. This guy ain't even on the fucking show. No, that this guy's missed. He, he's working <laughs> at a kennel somewhere, just saving, Is he managing saving a target? dogs' lives. Yeah. Yeah, I like wrestlers that save dogs, okay? Yeah, well, I like wrestlers who sizzle, scissor and rap about it, all right? I'm wearing a Kenny Sue shirt, me. by the way, yeah. for any non viewers of the stream. Uh, <laughs> Andrade. No, We've got to keep it a mystery. We've got to what sell shirt these was he YouTubes wearing? and Twitch. We're like, oh. Gotta go back. Get those views up. You know what shirt you do need? Any shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com slash up next. In the next few months, some of those shirts will no longer be available. They'll be gone forever. Now's your chance. Get Get a piece of history. Up next merchandise. We go to another backstage segment. Remember Andrade? Mm -hmm. Remember him? Yeah, he's backstage with Jose. Jose's jacked, but you can't tell because he's wearing clothes. He's been told he's not getting his release. (laughs) Butcher and the Blade and Private Party are arguing. And Andrade and Jose are like, stop it. And then they walk off with Butcher and the Blade when it gets better. Matt Hardy shows up. 
and says, come on, guys, we had a connection and uh, we should connect again. And you guys deserve better. And that's what eventually gives. Well, but Butcher and Blade and Andrade were mad that they hugged Matt last yeah, week. Yeah, that's yeah. what they're mad about. Yeah. So it looks like Private Party will be joining back with Matt Hardy, the, the Hardy Party. It, it did feel like this whole scene was everything that's been going on in AEW. This was Private Party in the role of Buddy Matthews and Malachi Black with Andrade Butcher and the Blade being Tony Khan and Matt Hardy's old Triple H going, come on, guys. Come on. Rhea's here. This is contract Zelina's tampering. Here. Come on. Contract come on. tampering right here from Andrade and Matt Hardy. Uh, we get a Ricky Starks comes out. Ricky Starks comes out to face some guy. I think his, na- his name was Isom. Uh they needed did, to ice this guy down. after his match because Ricky Starks beats him in like 10 seconds with the spear and the Rochambeau. Or Mensa, was it? I don't know. No, that's the other oh, show. Okay. Eli Isom. Isom. Isom up after keep that. keep up with these names. Yeah. Uh, so Ricky Starks gets a quick win here. I wasn't sure why, but it's all right. Ricky Starks Good, is Just hot. continuing his momentum sure. from last week. Uh, I, I would imagine. Do, do you think you'd get a third match with Hobbs I think so. there? Even yeah. though you've done the lights out, which is... Kind of I was like almost I was almost expecting him to attack him here. Yeah. I guess we're letting it chill for a bit. We get a video for Jungle Boy and Christian. This feud is still happening, but Christian's injured, and they kind of now actually tell us that they they've told us and they've hinted, but now they're like, look, look, Christian's definitely out, and and then he mentions oh, it, the arm in the yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, he's got his right hand destroyed, but he's got his right hand destroyer, his his lucha dragon saurus thing. So that feud will uh, continue, uh, I guess. We then go to our main event. The Ring of Honor Championship is defended. The champion, Chris Jericho, the Ocho. Ocho. Do you know why he calls himself the Ocho? Eight champions. The eight. eight champions. So he's calling himself the eight, Chris Jericho. The eight. Cool. Although he looks like in pretty good shape these days. Because if he was like looking what he looked like like last year, people would be like, oh, the eight. Like, mm. He looks like he ate Chris Jericho. Yeah. Uh, but the Ocho is like the ESPN channel eight, which airs all the, like the weird sports, like dodge, okay. like dodgeball, the movie she talks about it right. in that movie and stuff. So like the real obscure stuff. So I think timber sports, that kind of thing really off. Yeah. yeah offbeat sports. I like there. a bit of timber sports. So I know Ocho is great. <laughs> so I love the fact that he's using this new name every week. He's just trolling and I love it. Uh, but Jericho is going one-on-one with a former ring of honor world champion bandito. Who we haven't really seen uh, in quite a while, but he is quite awesome. They show clips to hype up this match of uh, Bandito in the past, and now they're allowed to use all-in clips. So they're showing clips of all-in, which is pretty sweet. And this match starts with Bobby Cruz yep. throwing the introduction. We got Re- uh, Ian Riccoboni on mm-hmm. commentary, the legend. No JR at all this week on Dynamite. Yeah, maybe on Rampage, baby. Uh, the, the match starts, and because it's the ROH world title, there's the Code of Honor. And as Bandito goes to shake Jericho's hands, he goes for it. But then starts to do like a kid handshake, like the, the French tickler, yeah. and then flips him off. There's no code of honor. It's the code of Jericho, as then he beats him up here. I thought this was a little thing that did so much. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. this. Um, yeah. Uh, I like the whole presentation with Riccoboni and Bobby Cruz. I like that they're billing uh, Bandido as the 34th Ring of Honor champion and Jericho is the 37th. Right. Uh, I think that fits quite well to what I think they're doing with Jericho, where he's going to run through all these Ring of Honor champions sure. that they have available to yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but the the Code of Honor was great. Well, Bandito finally gets the offense, sends Jericho to the outside, hits this huge, like, running 
Fosbury flop here, just nailing him. Fantastic. Then there's another huge crossbody off the top. Um, in commercial, in picture in picture, he's also doing his classic one-handed gorilla press on Jericho, which again is very impressive. He then beats down on Jericho and goes for his stalling vertical suplex. And he was struggling, but he did it. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is one of Bandido's big spots yeah. where he holds the guy up for about a minute. Normally, a, a lot of wrestlers these days are quite small. So yeah. when I've seen him do it, he does it effortless, effortlessly. Wow. Yeah. Why is the word effortlessly really effort. not effortless <laughs> to say? I can't do it. Um, but yeah, uh, there's something to me more impressive seeing someone struggle. Like when we've seen... Uh, like Vinci you know that yeah the the, the throwing Nightmare. brain buster when they almost drop and they slip it's almost more impressive when you can muscle back up and you saw Bandido struggling with this and you saw Jericho tipping further and further forwards where you go oh he's not going to be able to suplex him and he did it which to me I thought yeah made it even more impressive I did not think he was going to hit this on Jericho yeah when they build this I match. mean us three we were Dickie's watching with us and we were watching this and that's all three of us really got into the match at this point yeah and so did the crowd they got really loud for the spot it does work if you've never seen Bandido before it's this yeah. kind of thing like his high spots which were, were going to be tough to do on Jericho but they're the thing if, if you're seeing him for the first time it's what's going to make you a fan yeah for sure he gets a near fall and then goes up top and hits an Eddie Guerrero-style frog splash for a near fall as well. They're then fighting off the top, and there's a Rana off the top. Jericho hits a lion salt, which Bandito, I think, saved him there by kind of rolling a little closer, but still looked good. There's then a crucifix bomb from Bandito, but it's a near fall. Jericho puts him in the walls, but eventually he gets to the ropes and escapes. They're fighting up top again. And we were talking, we know Bandito, we like Bandito. We're like, will he hit the stalling suplex? And will he hit the avalanche fallaway slam off the top? And boy, he did. Jericho falling off the top here with this huge... It's, 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 it's the, the moonsault moon one. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah the moonsault one. This looked even crazier than that stalling suplex. One, two, Jericho kicks out. He keeps going... Bendio keeps going for his knee lift and eventually hits it. It's like the torture act. It's almost like the go to it's hell. Like a GTH, GTS kind yeah. of thing. He hits this on Jericho and then the 21-plex, which is that like springboard into the German. I love this setup because the... It, it's essentially the... The setup is very similar to the 619 yeah. where you, you're lying in the, in the ropes. ropes and the 619 looks hokey so much of the time. But doing it after this, this knee strike where... Jericho just looks knocked out and yeah. falls into it. You completely buy it. Uh, I thought it looked great. Well, Jericho kicks out of the 21-plex, which we've seen Benton. It's one of his finishers. So like Benton flip into the German. Yeah, so throat. he's a little shook here. And as Jericho is getting up, Jericho pulls Bandito's mask so that it covers his, his eyes and he can't see, which then he drops him and puts him into the lion tamer. This time a real lion tamer with the knee down and everything. And Bandito taps out. I thought they did a nice, like, uh, like fake out tease right before. Because after he blinded him, he went for the walls and got caught in an inside yeah, cradle. Yeah. And I thought this match did really well at making you buy, oh, maybe Bandito's... Wins it back. Which would have made no sense because of the story you're building with Jericho. But it shows it's a good match if you're making me bite on those things. Yeah. And I thought that inside cradle was one of them. But yeah, the Lion Tamer, I thought... They did a really good job on commentary on showing how uh, Bandido has never tapped in ROH. Whoa. And the fact that he was blinded 
you don't he doesn't know if he's close to the ropes or not so he didn't really have any yeah. other choice but to tap because yeah. if your eyes there you can go oh just needs to get another foot i can hold it it but- should be noted that also bandio's mask which i think is definitely one of the best ma- masks mm. in wrestling I- i'm i'm wondering i realized today that this guy wasn't signed to aw and i'm like uh maybe we should do that i yeah. i know we we're talking about stop signing people but like this guy is mm. awesome uh his mask is so awesome but it looked like his nose was broken underneath the mask because so much blood yeah. was gushing in that area. His nose or mouth or something. Yeah. Like- so the finish of this was really creative with obviously his nose is busted and bleeding, but then the mask covering your eyes to get put in that hold, I thought it was really good. And again, Jericho reminding us, like the fountain of youth thing is, yeah. is, is real because the first like five minutes of this match, I was like, ooh, maybe this isn't like, I, I wasn't super high on this show. But then I got really into this match, and again, Jericho delivered. By, by far the best thing on this show, I, I thought, really solid main event. I think Bandido, like, great kind of audition for him in a way. Sure. Like, if, I, I think people will want to see him again after this, and uh, he's definitely someone I would consider bringing in, even though, as you said, the, the roster's huge. I thought it was really good. Continues this Jericho story. Um, yeah, uh, solid main for a very lackluster show. Yeah, uh, after the match, Jericho grabs a microphone from Bobby Cruz, who he raises Bobby Cruz's hand, and Bobby Cruz is like, what the fuck are you doing? And Jericho delivers a vicious Judas effect to Bobby Cruz here, killing him. Jesus. Uh, Jericho says that he is the best Ring of Honor champion of all time, and he's going to hold this title forever. And he says that he is going to destroy every Ring of Honor champion in history that he can, any commentator, any announcer, and that's why he, he attacked Bobby Cruz, and announces that it's going to start on October 12th, Wednesday night in Toronto. He challenges Brian Danielson mm. for the Ring of Honor Championship. So there we go. Main event set. The rubber for, match. Yeah, that's true. The the third yep. one here in AEW. That's big. Big main event. And actually, maybe we, we saw it coming because the poster for our event is Daniel. You did put those two on our poster, yeah. <laughs> I was saying since, I mean, way before, but when they did finally announce that they were coming, I said, you need to put Jericho in that main event and yeah. it'll sell. Obviously, Dynamite already sold out right away. Mm. Uh, but it's the second night that they're having issues with. Maybe you would have put that on that show. Mm. You already sold out that show. But yeah. regardless, uh, I loved uh, their last match two weeks ago. I actually like Jericho versus Brian from two weeks ago more than Brian oh, Mox I, last I, week. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. No, I think I did. Yeah. I think I did. Uh, I, I was super high on this match, but I wasn't very high on this episode. But I Where mean, do you see the... Uh, do you see Joe as like final boss for well, okay. Jericho? Okay, so Jericho's calling out Ring of Honor champions, right? Yeah. So let's think of all the possibilities mm. of matches we could get here. Does Jer- Do we get Jericho versus... Low key, the first ever Ring of Honor champion. Do we get Jericho versus Austin Aries? Do we get Jericho Homicide? Do we get Nigel McGuinness? Do we get Jerry Lynn? Austin, no, Tyler Black, Roderick Strong. Well, you can you can certainly do an angle with Jerry Lynn. Yeah, can't you? Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't see a nah, match. Nah, fuck it, Jerry, get in shape right now. Let's go. I could see an angle with Jerry Lynn. I could see Homicide, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I don't see Austin Aries. <laughs> Uh, like, Loki, you could flip a coin, maybe. Um, what about Nigel? No, obviously. Jay, Jay Lethal, Jay Briscoe, Michael Elgin, Adam Cole, 
could do all of those matches. Lethal, yes. You could do Briscoe at an ROH show, maybe. I don't know if you're... Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah. Uh, Samoa Joe. Christopher Daniels. Cody Rhodes. Dalton Castle. Oh, we can't forget about the, the real best Ring of Honor champion of all time. Matt Taven. Matt Taven, yeah. That's a dream match. Book yeah. that for a rampage. Yeah. <laughs> sure. There's a bunch you can Matt do. Taven's, yeah. Matt Taven's waiting by the phone patiently after watching tonight's yeah. episode of Dynamite. <laughs> we get There's Roosh. There's PCO. Yeah. I don't know if they'll call Jonathan Gresham back, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe not. Maybe That's not. a lot of potential big matchups. So who do, you, who do you see being... I, I'd say Joe is your maybe final... The one you kind of go to after. Yeah, and then sure. it could be some sort of unification with the I television title. Yeah, I'm the, imagining the story ends up being Daniel, sorry, Jericho versus Garcia at the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And it's title v. title unification. Okay. The pure versus the... Yep. the I mean, da- that, that does make most sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and Garcia beats him. So you've him. got, what, that's November like 19th, something like that. You've yeah. got oh, just wow. under two months. So you can do... I, I guess you're going to maybe do these weekly... But I would. Is there another? Is there a ROH show? Not, but not right now. Well, Jericho as world champion means Ring of Honor is getting a TV deal, right? That's got to be like that's got to be the reason. The idea, right? Yeah, Uh, I do think Full Gear Garcia versus Jericho is the match, and I would say it's title v title unification for the Pure and the World Ring of Honor titles to kind of put those together there because there's too many titles, and those could Mm. definitely do it. Garcia being Jericho. For that title, makes it something cool and something special. But before that, yeah, there's a run. I just, I just wonder. Like, I know they normally do. What is it? Final battle in December. Yeah, it's whether they. Sure. I'm sure you'd want Jericho as your champion at the next ROH pay per view. Sure, yeah. I would think. So whether you do the switch, yeah. in November before then. But yeah, uh, I'm I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by that. Again, I probably get some of these. You know, pure ROH purists getting so butthurt, but like it's so funny to me that like I don't think many exist anymore. I don't think they, I don't the the Ring so. of Honor fans like definitely dwindled in a long time. All those stars are in these companies, yeah. so yeah. Uh, I did not like this episode of Dynamite. I thought it was probably on the weaker ends when it comes to this show. I still enjoy watching it, but uh, the main event really saved it for me, mm. or else I would have been in more of a crummy mood. But yeah. uh, I, Jericho and Bandito delivered. Uh, we're no, we know we're going to MJF Utah, which I think would have been a hotter sh- match on this show. But uh, yeah, next week in DC, we're getting that match. So uh, the anniversary, third, third anniversary, third right? anniversary of Dynamite. Yeah, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that could be pretty, pretty good. What else do we have on that show? Is Juice Robinson going to wrestle? We've got, so Jericho and Garcia against Danielson, and sorry, Jericho and Sammy versus Danielson and Garcia. Yeah. Um, what lethal versus Darby? Uh, we're getting lethal versus Darby, Luchasaurus in action, and uh, tomorrow on Rampage it's Lee Moriarty versus Fuego, Nightingale versus Hater, Private Party versus Acclaim versus Butcher Blade, and Silver versus Roosh. Which that sounds pretty good, but yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, well, that was Dynamite. Uh, not my favorite one, but next week will be better. Yeah, I have faith. AEW is not in the mud. Don't say that. Stop it. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Mm-hmm. We'll be back next week. We do have tons of other podcasts on our Patreon.com slash up next. Five bucks to access hundreds of podcasts, retro pay-per-view reviews, NXT reviews, all the whole thing up on there. And check out Up Next. We'll be back next Tuesday night after NXT, possibly the new era mm. of NXT, the 
NXT not 2.0. NXT Gold. NXT 3.0, yeah. essentially, now. So uh, look for that. And then we'll be back uh, Wednesday night chatting all about Dynamite as well. So at Up Next Podcast on Twitter, if you haven't followed already, and the Facebook page slash Facebook group. And I, myself, Brayden Harrington, you can find me on Twitter. And I'm on Instagram at the Bray D. And you can find me at Davey Portman. That's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And your name rhymes with shit. Ahoy! Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.